Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Richie Morgan. I'm your host, Richie Morgan, and we're broadcasting to you live on the End Results Radio Network from the Perimeter Roofing Studio inside the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Wow, I got that out pretty good, didn't I? Yeah. Just like uh, butter. All right, just like butter. I'm excited today because my guest is somebody that I've known for a little while. We met at a networking event, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to know more about him and see what it is that he does. He's a He is a very talented uh, woodworker, entrepreneur. Um, he has a great YouTube channel um, with D- DIY videos and just kind of uh, documents his um, journey with his woodworking and, and what he does. But his name's Patrick Nesbitt, and he's uh, here with me today. So we're going to talk about him and his uh, business and what he's doing. So welcome to the studio. Yep, thank you. Thank Happy you. to be here. Thank you. So um, first, I guess I want to ask, you know, tell me a little bit about your background. I think you're from South Carolina originally. Is that where you're from? Yeah, originally uh, from uh, Sumter, South Carolina, so right there in Gamecock territory, um, and then got into building things and liking to build things and good at math, so everyone's like, you should be an engineer, so that's what I went to Clemson for and was a trader where I'm from, uh, in Gamecock territory down there. Um, but yeah, then I went from engineering uh, into construction Okay. and then got into that. Okay, and I think previously... Uh, before you kind of went off and started doing your own thing, you were working for a construction company here in Atlanta, and I think that's mm-hmm. how we met originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's right. Um, so yeah, the construction, I mean, it's taken me through a couple different states, uh, built some high-rises, um, even worked for a glazer for a little while, then did a bunch of hospital work uh, here in town. So I did that for about 10 years, actually, uh, out of school, um, but then realized in 20 was it 17 um used to be a big time you know guy into weightlifting mma all that stuff okay. but then uh got bad hips it's just one of those things genetics and lots of sports combined um and from there it was like yeah you can't keep working out at this level you know if you don't want to have your hips replaced the next two years so i kept uh that's where i kind of launched into the whole woodworking thing i right. need to find a new hobby and slowly um through construction, I love building things, so I just kept doing more, and then got a house, and then got a shop, and then led to bigger and bigger things right. slowly. And well, it was you definitely, viable. you know, when when I watch your videos and things on YouTube, and by the way, you've got sixty thousand YouTube subscribers. That's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. But um, when yeah. I watch your videos, it's the amount of the amount of attention to detail that you have is very impressive. And that's probably what impressed me the most. And you, mm-hmm. r- you really challenge yourself when you're working on the projects that you're working on, whether it's, you know, you're making, you know, tables, dressers, chairs, whatever you, you are so uh, focused on what you're doing and you take a lot of pride in what you do. So tell me, how, tell me your process for uh, creating something. Does somebody bring the idea to you? Do you bring it to them or how does, how does it work? Um, I mean, it, it kind of spans the gambit, right? Uh, <laughs> because there's certain pieces, uh, so recently I made, you know, it's kind of a new milestone for me. It was an entry table, but I made everything all the traditional woodworking way. And there's no metal hardware, like literally everything on it, handles, brass handles, everything is 100% made from scratch in my shop. 
Yeah, those dovetail um, joints are pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. They look really good. First time I used that dovetail jig I've had for two years and finally got to put it to use. So that was good. Got to dust it off. But, uh, I mean, that was one where they had, like, a rough idea, right? They said, like, this is the rough size. This is the rough idea. And uh, luckily it was going to some friends. So then I just kind of went from there and made it my own um, right. and found ways to, to challenge myself because that's one thing that I'm probably addicted to uh, that – you know, unless I expand and get other people on board eventually, right. that's probably going to be my biggest linchpin is my me quality over everything, quality right. over everything. And sometimes I go quality over getting my cash flows, right. <laughs> which is great for the customers, but not always amazing for well, me. You mentioned that uh, it was you mentioned that you did that for friends, that entry mm -hmm. table. And I remember seeing those videos where you did you. Were, did was there like a reveal moment or did they kind of see it along the way or what was there I want to know what their reaction was when they actually saw it <laughs> finished um, with uh, with both of those they so I had actually been updating them along the process because it took a long time because I made a dresser for them and an entry table mm -hmm. um, so they somewhat uh, matched they were in similar styles right but I it's something I had been working on and they actually had enough trust in me uh, to where I kind of was designing on the fly to a certain degree. Like I had a rough, rough idea um, and sent them things I had found that are similar where I wanted to go. But then the rest of that was just figuring out as it went along. And a couple of those things were mistakes I turned into new flourishes for mm -hmm. the design. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Well, that's usually how it works in the creative process anyway, no matter what you're doing. Oh, usually. That's yeah. one thing. And also a big thing in woodworking, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, no one, you don't make mistakes. Like, no, that's not how it works. It's every woodworker keeps making mistakes. Just the longer you do this, the longer you're into it, the more you just find ways to turn those mistakes into new features or right. find ways to patch them better than you did before and someone won't notice. You just get better at the fixes. You're not, you don't necessarily make less mistakes. Mm -hmm. You learn to roll with the punches. Yeah. How does your, like, so when you, when you make your videos and you post them on YouTube, um, I mean, I noticed that you have a lot of interaction with your subscribers. Like, mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of comments from them. It's back and forth. I mean, that must be kind of, um, could be overwhelming to have that much kind of, like, input or, like, you know, uh, notoriety in what it is that you're doing. I mean, how's, how does that make you feel when you when people comment and have certain things to say about what you're doing? I mean, it's a mixed bag, um, honestly. I feel like... I mean, there's certain channels that I feel like it's probably... I mean, I haven't probably... really seen any negative stuff at all. I mean, oh, there's very... plenty on there. Oh, really? There's certain okay, videos well, I mean, Maybe I just don't look just... for it. <laughs> but there's my, some of my best videos, right, have not been ones that got necessarily the most... Well, some of them probably also have the most feed, like positive feedback, but they also like set records for the negative feedback because there's uh, probably one of the prime examples is, and part of why I've gotten decent success on YouTube uh, is with doing shorts. I just hit it right when they were coming out trying to compete with TikTok and everybody. But one of my early videos, it's literally something I did like over two years ago uh, before I have even a lot of the tools that I have now. But I did it in a weird way. And oh my Lord, the amount of hate and confusion that I got <laughs> or like, why are you doing it this way? I'm like, because it's a hybrid method of the traditional way and a way that works with what I have in my shop. Right? Yeah. 
but uh, so many people were just either confused or just like mad at me for trying it that way that that video blew up. And that one actually is like 30 million views or something. Oh. It's absolutely insane. I missed insane. that one. I've got to go back. You got to. That's one of my very first <laughs> okay. YouTube uh, video. Well, very first YouTube shorts, I should uh -huh. say. And uh, and then there was a couple after that that just like spiked crazy high. One of them was like a sand. Um, it's a quick video for like a sandpaper organizer. I did something. Um, just ridiculous to show like I was a hose hanger. That's what it was. Okay. I hung it on there or set it up next to my sandpaper holder and then just dropped it like, hey, there's nothing to hold this. Right. Ridiculous uh, catch hook, right? right? But people do that all the time. But I got so much hate for that part. Like, why are you doing that? That's stupid. Such a waste <laughs> of time. Again, millions of views, millions of views. And I just keep my see my follower count shoot up right. and it's just like now some of your you videos know. some of the videos on there are very you know like um they're um, about the process and so forth mm -hmm. and then i like the videos where you interject your personality humor a little drama <laughs> you know those are the ones i think that people like really probably react to i mean maybe they might might re react negatively but i think it's fun you know if you're watching a video you don't want to be bored when you're watching it yeah. you want something to catch your attention you're really good at that so you've got some really real humdingers on that <laughs> on well, that make, channel and uh, i will say one thing uh about that too when i'm when I'm doing all those like some people write a script that's not that's something that i can't do like i make notes you know but i usually rewatch my video and talk as i'm doing it and the feedback I've gotten is great because that's when I get, you know, the most uh, the most me, you know, the in the amazing, situation and the have amazing, those weird jokes. The in amazing there. thing to me about it is you, you're like a one man show. You do all of that yourself. You edit all that. You yeah. do. It's. I mean, I I can't wrap my head around that. I mean, I'm like whatever. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> to, but it's so professionally done that that you have a real talent for that. And I think that's probably why people follow your page and keep checking out your you know your videos because they're awesome yeah um and that's uh i mean that's definitely a double-edged sword right you talk about uh just my attention to detail for everything and i've watched enough youtube videos been in the woodworking space like i'm one of the few creators that if you go back far enough on my instagram you will find like home depot lumber with pocket hole screws <laughs> and like just like primitive <laughs> the very basic like starter diy yeah. projects i have some of those on my account that's how long i like i literally my instagram has covered the full gambit of my whole woodworking journey and mm -hmm. most people will jump on there and like how they get so much success early on like well they had a full bone shop and a business mm -hmm. already and then decided to like lean into it on instagram whereas i was a little more the opposite side like i just started posting everything from the get-go because i was always eager to learn yeah um but the one thing i've taken from doing so much punch work and construction is yeah that attention to detail so that's one thing that still working on now is how to balance that out right some of my videos take much longer than other people that's because like i'm like my first video it needs to be as good as you know blah 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 who has three million followers and his most recent video that he might even have an editor for like i needed to be that quality that's what i right. expect of myself right um well, I know that you're exploring um, avenues for, you know, marketing your product and mm -hmm. getting get in different places. And um, we've talked about, you know, how ideas about how where to where to take it, where it needs mm -hmm. to go, 
um, you know, what that vision would look like. What, what does that vision look like to you? What, what would you like to see happen as far as the uh, marketing side of what you're doing and people getting your furniture that you make? I mean, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, there's, there's several different things I'm working on. I mean, ideally, when it comes to the furniture, um, one of the things I'm great at and made me good at construction is I'm great at solving a problem. I'm great at finding the balance between functional and form. You know, I was usually the in-between between construction guys and the designers. I, w- I could, better than most of my peers, find something common ground to meet mm-hmm. upon. So that's something I, I look to lean into with all my furniture, right, is find more of those customers that want the custom pieces that are more of a design challenge or more interesting and unique, but uh, also like and we talked about. you do focus about, on sustainability as well, which is a big, oh, absolutely. A huge, you yeah. know, that's a huge thing these days as well. So people like that, recycle products or things that come from, that are repurposed and things like that, like lumber. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So a point on that is... Um, I've actually still waiting for it to start, but there's someone uh, we tried to actually salvage the tree from his new property to actually build a door and things for him. Oh, cool. Um, didn't work out, oh. unfortunately, because, you know, just the way things go and the type of tree it was right. and blah, blah, blah. There's lots of arborist terms for that. But uh, but that is actually a cool feature for, you know, anyone in the Atlanta market looking to find um, furniture makers that do that. There are some, and I know contacts with lumber yards and things and they can actually take your old tree and we can it takes a while to dry right you know a year-long process typically for larger stuff but we could take that tree for building a new home by the time they have the home done you know not long after we can bring in a new slab table and custom furniture made out of the tree that used to be where your house stands right well a lot Um, of people repurpose barns from properties as Mm -hmm. well and lumber from barns and i've seen people put that on ceilings inside the house and things of that nature so Mm -hmm. there's always um you know uh, a use for everything Oh, yeah. Um, So that's awesome. Well, you know, I know that you've kind of ventured out into a new um, subsidiary business of your own (laughs) business, which is fun and interesting. You want to talk about that a little bit and how that came about and what the idea is behind it? Yeah. Um, uh, So one thing is, you know, trying to balance all the furniture and YouTube and everything else. um, But it's one of these things that well, I am a classic oversharer. If you start talking to me about something that's my passion, um, I'm not always one to jump into conversation with people I don't know, but as soon as you get me talking, you, it's hard to shut me up. Uh, so that, that happened at some uh, uh, adult type stores in Atlanta and mostly around my woodworking and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, so yeah, now I've started to wholesale some paddles to some local um adult stores and working to actually make some convertible furniture for them and things like that. Um, cause that's one thing that there's no quality there, right? There's no quality right. in that world. That's, it's usually mass produced. And so hey, I figure why not, you know, I don't judge and every space needs quality products too. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. And everyone I meet in that world is extremely open. And honestly, I don't think uh, I could even pay for that good of feedback on furniture or, bottle openers as I've gotten for paddles, just talking to people who have tested out some or something. Right. You know? Well, the, the, the bottle openers and your charcuterie boards and things like those, those were a big hit because you used, you, mm-hmm. you had oh, a yeah. lot of really design detail in those. 
And uh, people like when they see them, they're like, "What? It, wait, what is it? What? What?" <laughs> and then when you explain it and they understand what it is, they're like, "Oh my God, this is like incredible!" And you explain how the, this is different types of wood and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Wow!" You know. Plus the quality is just excellent. It's it's really good. It makes great closing gifts for realtors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, because there are some companies that do them for realtors and they'll engrave names and stuff, which you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and but they're, you know, kind of just generic mass-produced things. They're not anything that's, you know, unique like your your stuff is, which is awesome. Um, what, where do you think – so do you, I'm sure you think about the future. So, like, where, where, where do you want your business to be a year from now? Uh, well, it's a year from now. I mean, I still, honestly, I've built all this furniture and even done some more house DIY projects that I've got hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage on that I've got to get caught up. And I want to get that all out there on YouTube, which is be great for marketing my furniture just on YouTube. Cause I think the entry table and some of that are really exceptional pieces. Cause mm-hmm. I took weeks on them to make, yeah. you know, well over the time that I had allotted. Um, so but long-term, I mean, yeah, in a year, Hopefully I'll be fully monetized on YouTube. So I'm making more consistent payments from that, from their marketing, but also just those videos themselves will be a great way to market my furniture. Um, and also in the next year, like we've been talking about, um, plan to get some of my chairs done um, and get those into some spaces around here to show. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that because yeah. I think there's that think there would be a great market for I I think you would be, I think you would be surprised how well received it would be if it landed in the right place, right showroom. Mm-hmm. Because what you, what I've seen you do, um, as far as furniture goes and the seating stuff that you've been putting together, that is going to be huge. Because you know, people when they, I mean, I'm a realtor. You know, people buy houses. They like, you know, that a lot of them have interior designers. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're looking for pieces that might fit into a niche in a house that's hard to find something or looking for something custom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people want heirloom quality furniture. They don't want, you know, not everybody wants rooms to go or Haverty's or something of that nature. Some people yeah. want to, I think especially people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s will invest money in things that they can hand down Gen- through generations and stuff like that. I think people mm-hmm. still think that way. I mean, I would think that way if I, you know. I mean, honestly, I think there's a resurgence of that right now. I mean, I for do. a while, for a while, that was less of a thing, right? It was having the new thing that was cool and like when Ikea first like really made waves, like everyone was getting it because they could get new looking stuff faster. And honestly, even Ikea though nowadays has stepped up to make more quality furniture. Um, now granted it's not like the typical IT, Ikea prices for those, right. but, um, but they're stepping up cause they realize that more and more people are realizing that, yeah, they want to pay something. They want to buy once, cry once, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, um, you know, they want to buy something and they want to like buy that something phrase. that's going to last. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that phrase. Well, I was looking at a, a house listing of a mid-century modern house the other day, not in Atlanta. I think it was in Illinois. And inside the house, it was uh, it wasn't by Frank Lloyd Wright, but it was uh, that type of you know 
mid-century modern style and they had furnished it when they bought the house like or when they built the house like 50 years ago with stickly furniture which is mission style bench built furniture which Mm -hmm. stickly is still in business i mean they're still making furniture but like that furniture is a, a brand that people I think the marketing of that furniture through the, you know, through the mission style movement, through the mid-century mm-hmm. modern movement of the 50s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, that brand has like really kind of had a sustainability for what it is. And, you know, you could like actually, you could actually become, you know, that type of um, product. I mean, you know, your business could be built into that. You have to have the vision though you know, to go toward that. But mm-hmm. I could I could see your business being like that. Like I could see your furniture being something that people pass down to their families and they buy it to fit into homes that they're building or designing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's going to be around forever. So, you know, when you build a piece of furniture, think about it. That thing's going to be around forever. Somebody's going to end up with it after the person that bought it from you. Yep. And then they're going to, you know, it's like, that's kind of wild if you think about that. Because, like, part of you, part of what you did, part of your vision and what you did is going to just carry on forever. So that's kind of neat. Do you ever think that that way, or is that too far out? (laughs) No, man, I I definitely still think about that, and that definitely goes into why I make quality such an important thing. And then also comes down to, like my drive for sustainability right um because like ikea furniture stuff like that like yeah like there's i bought some before too there's a time and a place for it right right? but you get to a point when it comes especially if you're sustainable you don't want to buy things you know that are going to deteriorate or you know that might not last several moves if you're someone that in my younger years moved around from state to state you want something that's going to well, last you when on you're really young, you don't have the money to do it either also yes but yeah also so finances yes, are important too but yeah i think um i think that um i think that probably within the next five years you're going to be somebody that recognizes your company name and you for what you do i really believe that so you just have to keep plugging away at it making those yep. videos and and keep jumping around. I mean, that's one thing that I always hear from creators. You just got to be resourceful, yeah. you know, because you sometimes it. YouTube is slow. Sometimes, oh, for whatever reason, you have no, like, you don't have any major furniture builds coming down the pipe or whatever. That's right. when I'm like, hey, Paddles, that new show just came out on Netflix. It's right. been in the top 10 for weeks. So more people are going to be interested in that. So why should I just ask someone at the store up the street? Sounds like a good idea. And yeah. it worked out great. Absolutely. You, know? you just yeah. got to be nimble in the entrepreneur social media creator space right. well you have to be you have to be looking you have to your ears have to be open and your mind has mm-hmm. to be going at the same time and then it all kind of comes together um, very true that's yeah. how most things i build also work. you also yeah. have an etsy store on mm-hmm. etsy and you have things on there as well what do you have what what kind of thing you have smaller items on etsy and you talked about maybe you're getting ready to kind of maybe throw some ideas or some some things out there with furniture on Etsy too, just to let people know it's available. Yeah, because um, that's a way of just letting people know because it'll help me find customers that like my aesthetic, right? Because right. um, I don't, I still gotten requests sometimes for different things and I'm like, I built it once and it was fun for that challenge, but it is not worth my time, especially for what someone's wanting price-wise sometimes. So it's it's now it's now in a place of I want to find the right customers that are a good fit for me. Like if they want someone they're gonna have a great relationship with, and they they know the 
like the product is going to be quality and they even know the backstory of the lumber shoot i might even know what property it came from you know just depending on the tree sometimes yeah. they will know what that lumber yard right. i go to they can find all that with me but i'm not going to be the person that's like hey i found this at west elm can you build it cheaper like right. i'm never gonna <laughs> no. i'm never gonna do that you know no. it's just not worth it well um, you so can, i think that'll help you, you can you can control your market like you can mm -hmm. control your customer base yeah like you don't you just like do whatever you know yeah. for money i mean you do have to have a certain level of quality or you don't do it i mean that yeah. would be my advice if i were giving you any but you yeah. don't need it <laughs> but i think uh yeah but like we're saying i think uh soon i'll put those um that entry table and the dresser which are kind of some of the finer pieces i've built yet um and also some of my more some of the pieces that fit my aesthetic more because um, mm -hmm. i made them uh, for some friends and they gave me a lot more creative license than i typically have uh, so I'll probably put those on Etsy soon, but I've also got some bottle openers on there. Um, I might actually people put my chopstick lake. jigs uh, on the there too. People that I know at the lake that I've given some of those bottle openers to really like those <laughs> because they commented after the fact. They were like, oh, my God, we love our bottle opener. Yeah, my so actually cool. my in-laws, they have a no, lake house, and so now they have uh -huh. one by every fridge uh -huh. in the house because they have one down by the dock too. They got one, they're like, actually, next time you come, you just want to uh, bring another one of those? We need another. <laughs> so people, people definitely like those, but again, quality over everything. It takes a while to make those crazy patterns that I do that I don't see other people doing. It's a very unique pattern i think so too when always people, find my 10 percent different find something i like but i always tweak it to make it my own which is usually spending too much time and not making as much money as i planned for myself <laughs> but the quality is up here and i'm very proud of it at the end of the day well so. that's in, that's called integrity <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is you know a good thing well you know people no, need to know how to find you mm -hmm. and so i want to take a couple of minutes or a minute for you to you know give everybody your contact info so the name of your business is it's nesbilt design co so okay. it's like my last name uh nesbit so my nesbilt it's n-e-s built design co and, and that's, that's com. dot com and that'll get you to my website but then uh you can just do at nesbilt design co all one word find it on youtube find it on facebook find it on instagram find it on tiktok I'm not a twit though, so I'm not on Twitter. Okay. But uh, but I, all the other ones, yes. I I got I, I I got mad at Twitter and left about four years ago. Because <laughs> I made a nice compliment about something and got I got like suspended because I complimented somebody on something I can't even remember what it was. I'm like, okay, enough of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other. The other side business, uh, as you said, right. that actually is a separate Instagram account and a okay. separate Etsy page for that, okay. which is, is Nesbilt After Dark. Okay. Well, I cannot tell you how much fun I had today listening to you. And I really, I really hope people go and check out your websites and look at your product. And, um, you know, just like if if they're not interested in necessarily purchasing purchasing something go and check out your youtube videos and just kind of be yeah. entertained and have a few laughs and feel good about it so thanks oh, for coming in today i really appreciate it yeah it i really nice enjoyed it you. thanks for having me 
Well, that's going to wrap up our show for today. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the End Results Radio Network. Stay tuned for the next Real Talk with me, Richie Morgan. And until then, let's count our blessings and enjoy this wonderful journey we're all on together.